We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're going to follow me on Twitter. It's Wednesday, December 13th. We'll be taking a first look at the main Sunday, week 15 NFL slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. Hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got a big NBA slate today. They're running the 888, Mega 8s, whatever. I got one ticking into that. So. It'll be like the first time this year I'm playing NBA DFS. Got to use the ticket. Got to use the Roto-Grinders content, right? Got to use the projections here. So click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month of Roto-Grinders Premium. But joining me today for a first look on the Week 15 slate, the purveyor of the Blitz projections, who which which I do use, Cardi, especially for my for my prop betting. Been oh, going pretty well. <laughs> right? I, 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 I see... The thing is, Cardi, what people don't realize with how I bet versus how most normal people bet is that like I give I give no I give no shits. That's like I bet everything. <laughs> right. I bet like like I flat like basically I take the blitz projections on Thursday, right? Because most of the time you have manual adjustments done by yeah. Thursday morning. A lot of times maybe Wednesday night. Uh anything that that has a pulse, like in a positive direction. Like that shows as as an edge. I just flatbed everything. So like it's quite possible on Sunday I may have like 170. Like by by that time I may have like wow. 170, <laughs> like 20 to 40 dollar bets. The best price, the best number I could get anywhere that I can't, you know, whatever. Sometimes the the, the numbers don't come out until Friday because some 
depending on injuries, whatever. But I, I wake yeah. up and I just go, what haven't I hit? And I just hit it all. And then by, 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 uh, by Sunday, you know, you know, the best, you know, the, the, so, some would call it the worst part. If you're betting for entertainment, the best part about betting a model and not betting like individual bets is that, uh, I'm not sure what I'm rooting for on, on Sunday. <laughs> I got, I, I mean, like I just, I, so many different things. I'm not really sure if I, like, I think I have Titans, if the Titans overs, I think, I think I've had, I think. I, I I typically always always have Drake London's over, right? I always have that, right? <laughs> that type worked of out stuff. well last week. <laughs> yeah, it worked out well last week. Exactly. But it's like like there's a big difference. I know we'll look at the week 15 slate, but when it comes to, to prop betting, because I know you do you know the show on for covers and you do for unabated, you do go around that I think there's a big difference in mentality, like as a ma- macro, as a prop better or pick them player or whatever you want to call it. When you're like, I want to bet X amount of dollars on like the best, like five props. Mm-hmm. And, and what I do of just like, I'm just going to spam. And I know that it's quite possible that I may have 10 or 15 props that actually move against me. Like it may actually be that, you know, the blitz is against the market and it's actually by close. It's actually a slightly worse number. I hope, I hope that doesn't happen, but like, but overall, like, I don't have to worry about which ones to pick. I'm picking everything. So it's like, as long as I could get like a six to 8% return, like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to spend the time to figure out which ones are like the best or anything. I just do, do the whole thing. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. I didn't know you were doing that many. I usually, I'm a little more selective. I'll wind up on maybe like, like 40 or 50 on a given week, I would think. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's been great. And the cool thing about a system is that it's unbiased. Like so many times you see people like uh, I'll put out, you know, on Twitter or on the shows or whatever, like a gross play. And everyone's like, you can't bet the under on Dak. Like Dak Prescott's going to go nuts this game. It's like, well, we hit his under completions this week. And it's like the gross stuff a lot of times is where the best value is. And you're not really going to find the gross stuff by listening to the masses or the public. Like you're going to find it by hitting, you know, an objective system. and. Uh, that, that's where so much of the value is. It's the stuff that you don't feel good doing. That's the stuff that's profitable. Right, especially on the low numbers. Like, you know, when 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 I'm, I'm taking like under 12 and a half receiving yards or like over, over, one and a, over one and a half receptions on a guy that like may only see three targets. Yeah. And it's like, like when, when you, when you start getting into that, those biases, it depends, like I said, it depends on your macro strategy like i'm just looking at spam volume as much as possible because i'm just looking to get as much down as i can under the radar and i want to look like i'm a degenerate like i want i want like that's essentially i want i I, i'll put in nhl props i'll college basketball games so my books to think you're a degenerate so that right Right. so so a lot of times i'm betting i'm betting college basketball like finding lines that are off compared to, to sharper books. And like some of these are like, maybe, maybe they're break even. Like maybe they're slightly 1%, 2% edges type but of that's thing. that's fine because it keeps your account going. <laughs> I just throw them in there. Just throw Like I'm, I'm betting the same amount on everything. So it's like, it's not, it's not a big, I'm not sweating one, one bet or anything. Like if Derrick Henry doesn't go over, like my weekend's ruined. It's like, it's just, it's one out of 150 different things. So I think yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a, 
I think that's very important because I found that in doing props and pick them content that so many people like they want the, like, what are the, what are your best three picks? And a lot of times, like in the blitz, for instance, the blitz, you project stuff a lot of times that may be very against the market. To yeah, say like which is, which is ones, that, I mean, ones that show like a, a 47% edge. Like that's scary because typically, you know, you have tons of other people betting and I know prop markets aren't like efficient. NFL prop but, markets are not that efficient. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, it, but, but, you know, when, when you, when you see, when, when you see a, a rushing projection in the blitz of like for a running back for like to be like 72 yards and his prop is like, 42 and a half. Like you just look at this and go, maybe Cardi's wrong. Like, this <laughs> seems, this seems like this, this seems too good to be true. Usually and- when the gap is that big, it does wind up moving in the right. Like last week, Chuba Hubbard, uh, his, his carry prop blitz was projecting like six or seven carries over his prop. It opened at like, I think 11 and a half or 12 and a half. I think it wound up closing at 14 or 15 at most books, but like, when you see those, usually they will kind of move in that direction. Um, but yeah, like prop markets are not that efficient, um, especially when we're talking about like marquee players. It may move against the blitz, and the blitz is gonna, the blitz is right about it. It's just like the public is like too biased towards one thing. I feel like NFL props have so much bad money going into it, like so much square money that the closing line value isn't as indicative as it is for like baseball where like a, a higher percentage of the money is sharper. Right. But also I don't have to worry as much about it when, you know, when, when every bet represents a half a percent of what I'm putting yeah, exactly. down in volume. So like, yes, I'm not maximizing my return by figuring out which ones are the best and putting more down, but it's also less amount of time. Like it's very easy. Cardi on Thursday morning Right before I do this show, you know, wake up at eight in the morning and just spend, spend an hour. I just basically load in your projections and I just go down the list. And by the time, you know, 90 minutes go by, I already have like 87 bets in and then then I'm done. It's just like, OK, I'll check this tomorrow morning to see if there's anything new and I'll do it all over again. And next thing you know, you like you spend three hours total and you don't have to think about it again. And this is your first year with access to to real books, right? Like before this, right. you were just doing prize picks, underdog type stuff, right? So how is your first year with like, you know, real sports books going? I mean, I'm, I'm up a pretty, I'm up, I'm up enough that the, the sites aren't giving me boost the bonuses much anymore. <laughs> like now, now well, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, the DK is giving me like five here. You get this 30% boost for $5, right? FanDuel's like, oh, you want, you want to, you want a 30% boost on this SGP max bet $10. <laughs> but they're letting me get down. But they're letting me get down on. I mean, like I'm not even coming close to the max. I'm putting 30, 40 bucks down. Like I, mm-hmm. if I, if I, you know, on Fanduel, you, you 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 bang your head against the keyboard on the numbers, it'll show you like the max. Like a lot of these maxes, like are like 400, 500 bucks, and it's like I'm still just 30, 40 bucks. I mean, yeah. But it's across the board, and as of right now, I, I, they haven't, no one stopped me. Just that I don't, I don't get like the they. They get the sense. They look at my account, and this guy's up. Probably he doesn't need promotions. And like, okay, I'm I'm fine with that. I don't need it. Yeah, but that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Let's take a look at the the DFS slate though on 
Sunday. We have a Thursday game. We have three Saturday games and a Monday game, which leaves the slate at 10 games total. Obviously, we will have content on the Saturday slate uh, on, uh, obviously, Saturday morning. We'll have, uh, you know, crunch time or something. We'll have some some videos and everything else on the channel. But we're going to be focused mostly on the, the main slate. And same for Friday. When I Kyle Murray will be on on Friday. We'll be doing GPP strategy. That'll also be for the 10-game uh, main slate. But just be aware that there is... We'll we'll do showdown tomorrow for Thursday. We got content. We got content for everything here at Roto Grinders. Uh, the thing that st- that stands out to me on on this ten game Sunday slate is that all the games that actually have decent totals are at in the late window, the seven early, three late, and uh, the Niners game, the Rams game, the Cowboys Bills game, 47, 48, 50 totals, and then. And then, you know, we're talking before the show. You're like, how do you feel about jamming in the 37 and a half total Giants Saints game? Because <laughs> it's the Blitz. So, I, I I mean, dude, I've been using the Blitz often enough that I could just look down this list and go, uh, where's the only Dome game? Oh, okay. That's the one that's, that's the one that's going to project well, right? Especially with the weather and stuff. So uh, from from a from a ten thousand foot view, I know that Alex asked you all, you know what what is, what are you thinking or whatever with the initial <laughs> blitz projections that are in on Wednesdays because you know you're still you're still molding stuff together. What stands out and what's the type of stuff I want to talk about the stuff that we have to kind of look out for because we do have some people on the injury report, uh, but it feels like it feels like to me some. Possibly questionable players, maybe some uncomfortable players, maybe popping in the in the projections. Oh yeah, which I'm totally about because the price and the game environment for these kind of uncomfortable stuff is really really good. Um, you know, like you said, I think we have only one two two dome games on this slate, maybe not a lot. Um, and the gross one is the Giant Saints game. Um, the Giant side in particular. I think is great. Like Wandale Robinson, I, I've already locked into my cash lineup, basically. Um, it's a dome, and it's the fastest-paced game on the slate, so we're going to see a lot of volume just because the Saints play so fast and the Giants actually play pretty fast. Um, yeah, it's a low total. It's gross, but, like, you can play expensive stuff with it. Like Tommy DeVito, Wandale Robinson, um, you know, run it back with Olave or Kamara. Like, I, I think that sounds great this week. Um, and then the San Francisco stuff is, is going to be really good with Arizona, I think, but that's not going to be sneaky. Like, that's going to be the stuff you spend up on. But San Francisco projects really well. Um, the, the, thing and, that, uh, the thing that stands out to me, Cardi, is that we have typically on these slates with Tyreek Hill, like, he becomes the de facto spend-up option. Oh, yeah, the no, Dolphins he doesn't work like that at this home, But the total is much – their team total is 23-and-a-half because the Jets' defense is actually good. Yeah, I mean this may this may be the week where we may actually get a lower owned Tyree Kill. I ninety nine hundred. I mean, you're still spending money on him, but you you're you're of the. I mean, projection wise, like CD Lamb is going to project better. I mean, if we take a look at like, these are the RG projections, but if we take a look at the high end of the spectrum, like McCaffrey, obviously is going to project better than him. Different position, but similar price. CeeDee Lamb projects better than him for 700 less in a game that has the highest total on the slate. Yeah. And then we still got guys like, uh, if we take out the quarterbacks, 
Look at got guys like Diggs and Debo at seventy seven hundred, and and if you're going to spend up, I think you know we have to talk about Kyron Williams against the against the Commanders. It looks. I mean, the guy in that game that the Blitz really likes. It looks like RG's maybe not as high as him. Uh, is Puka Nakua? Um, he's he projects almost as well as like the CD Tyree Keenan Allen stuff. I guess Keenan isn't even on the slate. I'm looking. I got a filter. Um, Puka projects as the third best receiver on the slate, and he's 2,500 less than Hill, 2K less than Lamb. Uh, Puka's the guy this week that I think is going to be awesome, especially if people aren't on him as much. Well, the thing is, is that what what, what I'm gonna I'm gonna suspect is that we're not used to seeing the Rams with this at least this year with this high of a team total. They have a 28 implied team total currently, and that's the second highest on the entire slate. Yeah. And people just don't like playing. People don't like playing Matthew Stafford. Yeah, they don't want they don't want to play Matthew Stafford. I think a lot of people are going to play Kyron Williams, and then feel like like Cop and Nakua. These guys are too expensive. We don't know if Higby's going to play. Right, you have Demarc. I, we have in the RG projections, but Demarcus Robinson, he as projects a third really wide receiver. Well. Yeah, soon, there. Soon two's out. Demarcus is going to be one of the best values, I think. That whole that whole game looks awesome. Like the Blitz loves Stafford, loves Demarcus, loves Kyron, loves Puka. Um, I love it. What happens if Brian Robinson doesn't play? Does that does that mean that we want to play Antonio Gibson at fifty two hundred? Well, yeah, then Gibson's probably really good too. What other injured? We also have uh, like Aaron Jones' status. Yeah, I'm not a big A.J. Dillon guy, um, even if Jones is out. But, yeah, that's a guy we want to keep an eye on. Um, Another another team, how do you project project the Texans? That's what I was going to say. Collins and Schultz both with Q tags. Like, yeah. if we take a look at the Texans wide receivers, I mean, I mean, are we, does it become Noah Brown wide receiver one season? Is it rough? You know, yeah. do it? Do I hold my nose and click on Robert Woods' name? I mean, or, or are guys like Mechie? Like, they have a lot, they have other receivers. How willing, especially if Collins, like Schultz is a different story because he plays tight end. But if Collins happens to be out, I mean, the Texans do have a, a lower total. Tennessee is historically, I know you hate the term, a pass funnel, right? <laughs> uh, but they throw the ball a lot. So, like, all these receivers are going to be cheap. It just depends on, like, which one's worth playing. I mean, this is if Collins is out. I'm not a big fan of playing Collins at 7,000 with the Texans only having a 17 and a half implied team total. But I have to be interested in the wide receiver. How would you distribute the target share if you have, especially if you have no Schultz, no Collins? Like, like what, is, what does this team look like? So right now I'm projecting Collins and Schultz both out. Uh, Noah Brown is the wide receiver one. Woods behind him. Brevin Jordan with, uh, you know, basically like, like the same as Woods. But kind of spread around a little bit. You know, a little to Mechie, a little to... Uh, you know, Xavier Hutchinson, um, a decent amount to the running backs, especially now that they're working Agumba Wale in more, like he's a guy who commands targets. Uh, it's spread around a lot. And it also depends on like, is CJ Stroud even going to play? Like right now I'm projecting him out too. So if he doesn't play, then the quarterback play goes down. Then they pass less often. Uh, the Titans kind of play at a slow pace. So I think if we have all these guys out, 
like it sounds like, oh yeah, no Brown season, but it could be, uh, it could be just nobody season because the offense just is terrible and they're not passing that much and uh, the play volume is low. Right. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, my, my, my assumptions were that Stroud was, this is if Stroud plays. Uh -huh. Right. So if Stroud plays, then we definitely would have more interest in a guy like Brown. Um, what's Brevin Jordan's price this week? I haven't looked yet, but he Brown, could be 5,000 for Brown. So they, they did, they did bump him up. Right. It's, Right, yeah. but Robert Woods at forty two hundred. Like I said, they're not cheap enough. Where it's like, I mean, they're cheap, but we're not talking about thirty four hundred dollar wide receivers. No, we're not talking about thirty four hundred dollar wide receivers that just can't seem to get there. Um, Brevin, Brevin Jordan at thirty one hundred would maybe be the most appealing piece of that. I think. Okay, I want to ask you. This is one of the worst. This is the lowest total game on the slate. What's got? I'm going to ask you two questions. First off, this is maybe more for FanDuel, but Chuba Hubbard, we mentioned him earlier. Like he's getting, I mean, he's essentially getting 80% of the work. He's yeah. on like the worst team, <laughs> the lowest implied team totals. But like on a site like FanDuel, where paying down at running back, because they priced up, if you look on the FanDuel pricing, like Kyron Williams is like 9,600. I mean, they, they've, they've bumped up. Like any running back that you think is worth playing is very expensive. Yeah. So this may not be a DraftKings thing where you could fit in guys, unless you're, unless you, I guess you're playing McCaffrey. How big are you on, especially on FanDuel, where touchdowns are worth more because the lack of bonuses and half point PPR? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he gets the volume, but are the Panthers going to score? Are going to be score, or are going to be in positions to score touchdowns? I mean, this feel this feels gross, but I'm going to assume. I'm not looking. I see. I'm not looking at the blitz projections currently. I'm looking at the RG projections. I wouldn't be shocked if I were to guess that you're projecting Hubbard better, higher than 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 Roto Grinders is. Yeah, is that a is that a, that's a DK projection? Yeah. So the yeah. blitz right now is about two points higher than that which makes Chuba one of the better running backs on the slate. If you look at the Blitz's smash percentage, there's kind of like five guys like it, that kind of separate themselves, and he's he's one of them. Like, it's gross. But like you said, he's getting all the work. Um, you know, he's going to get – I mean, targets are going to be there too. Um, you know, his, his routes went up last week. Uh, you know, I think we can believe this is kind of sticky because, you know, it's two weeks now with, uh, with Frank Wright gone, and – you know, Thomas Brown has just said, "Hey, you're 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 our guy. We don't care about Miles Sanders anymore. Um, he's going to be cheap. I would imagine he's going to be too gross for some people in GPP. So he's going to have lower ownership. Like, I I covered a lot. I think. Then the the other guy in the Panthers. How the hell do you project Jonathan Mingo? Because it feel it feels like Jonathan Mingo. I played him last. I played a bunch of him last this past week. I did too. Yep. <laughs> The underlying the underlying metrics of opportunity show that he probably should have scored should score more fantasy points. But then you look at the 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 underlying metrics when it comes to like uh, efficiency, and he's just like this guy. This guy's bad. Like this, uh, like the quarterback is bad and the receiver is bad. But so, but when you when you're getting eleven targets, like how do you like when when you're in those situations? I mean, like. 
Dude, it's not like he's getting even two-yard targets. He's getting decent looks. It's just that Bryce Young can't complete a pass, and the Panthers can't seem to do anything. But I still take a look at his, you know, I'm a, I'm a target whore. Oh, yeah. Cardi, right? I, lo- I love finding, you know, finding the guys that gets a lot of targets, and hopefully they turn into something. Am I going to go down the well with Jonathan Mingo this week on a bad Panthers team and and end up getting three fantasy points? It's certainly possible. I mean, the Blitz doesn't like him quite as much as it did last week. But, I mean, the way you project it really is, you know, kind of organically the same as anything else. Like right now the Blitz has Bryce Young as the worst quarterback uh, on the slate. It has Jonathan Mingo out of 160 wide receivers as the fourth worst um, of anyone projected to get a target by the Blitz this week. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't think they're good by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but volume does matter. Um, and you know, last week, what did he have? Like, uh, what'd you say? Like 11 targets last week or nine targets right. or something? Yeah, he only I had two. Ca- I think he only had two so, catches. Two catches, which is like a 20, 22 percent catch rate, which nobody is that bad like you have to project him for more than that you have to project him for you know closer to at least like 50. Um, now you know who's worse now you know who's worse than that zay jones who got 14 targets oh and only God. had like i think three catches <laughs> <laughs> i mean so yeah like the volume if the volume is there you have to project better production than he's been getting um that said i'm not i'm definitely not as high on him this week as i was last week he actually I'm looking at his projection now. It's not. It's not that good. <laughs> uh, a team that's popping a little bit. Uh, I'm looking at the. See, the whole point of this is I'm looking at the RG initial projections, and I want to compare them to what you're seeing with the Blitz. But is Joe Flacco the real deal? Are we? Are we? Are, are we trusting? Yeah, I mean, the Young now? Jay comes out of nowhere. Looks really good. Like it's. You have a lot to dream on here with Joe Flacco. Like no, he's Joe Flacco. Give me. Give me a break. But I mean, we have we have Amari uh, uh, Cooper and David Njoku. Yeah. These projections. I mean, the the Browns are are at home. They're favored by three and a half against the Bears. Uh, I mean, I don't think that's that great of a matchup. I don't think this is that great of a game. But no, I, I can't ignore the fact that you know we, we're seeing positive RGV values. You know, in our projections, are, are you are you a bit lower on the Browns? Uh, I haven't seen where RG is on them yet. It kind of sees the Browns as like just kind of there, you know, like they don't project well, they don't project terribly. They, you know, it's a, they just project like they're there, you know? <laughs> Great insightful an- an- analysis. No, I mean, I think, I think people know what I mean by that. Like it's, they're not great. They're not terrible. They're fine. You know, it's a it's a medium-paced game. It's a team that's going to run a little bit. It's a quarterback who's definitely in the bottom quartile, if we're being generous of quarterbacks. Like, he's got some guys to throw to. Prices are in the middle. Like, they're just there. <laughs> Is this a preview for, for a Saturday's Blitz show for, for preview members? It's like, yeah, it's about a 70-minute show, and the Browns, they're there. Let's move on. <laughs> How about the Pack, another a team that – the Packers. I don't like playing the Packers, but they have a 22 and a half implied team total at home. And for this slate, especially in the early window, I mean, 22 and a half is is only three quarters lower than the Chiefs. It's it's only what a point and a half lower than the 
Cowboys. I mean, we're like we're not talking like 22 and a half is a decent total for this slate. What why shouldn't I be playing stuff like, you know, especially if Aaron Jones is out, why shouldn't I be playing like Jordan Love, Jaden Reed? You know, Jaden Reed's 4900. I mean, I'm not saying to I mean, is Christian Watson? I mean, I'm assuming Christian Watson's out. He's not in these projections. Yeah, I mean, the Packers seem to be cheap. Like, why can't I? Why can't I play if Aaron Jones is out? Why can't I? AJ Dillon's fifty three hundred, and he does catch passes out of the backfield. Why can't I just do a Love Dillon Reed lineup? And if you wanted to throw in, you know, uh, uh, Romeo Dabs uh, Dobbs, you got Tucker Craft there at three K. I mean, I don't know how much he's worth, but but I mean, this to me, you mentioned Tommy DeVito stacks as being the vomit stacks. It's like, like, dude. The Packers have a full touchdown higher implied total, and the prices are about similar. Yeah, they are outdoors. They are slower paced, but I can see it. Uh, Jaden Reed especially projects well. He's been getting, you know, especially with Christian Watson out, he's been getting a lot of targets. He's been getting a lot of designed runs, especially like he's been scoring touchdowns on the ground. Like they're giving him these like high like these high value runs. So uh, I think Reed's really interesting for sure. I think Kraft is fine at that price. Um, I don't have a problem with it. How do you project those rushing yards? You project them the same as, uh, well, I can tell you what the number is right now on Reed. But uh, do you have them for like, what, a 4% rushing share or something? Uh, roughly a little bit higher in the red zone, I think. Um, I mean, he projects for five rushing yards, it looks like, and a little bit of a touchdown. So not as much as I was expecting, but you know, the upside is there from it. Like, we've seen him do it. Right. Do you just superimpose how you project Debo Samuel and you say he's just a little bit like Debo Samuel? Yeah, the Blitz looks at kind of where guys line up on the field, which can change, you know, how many yards they get. You know, if you're lining up, you know, if you're getting like a you know, a jet sweep or something, you're going to get fewer yards than if you're lining up in the backfield and running up the middle, that kind of thing. Um, so it looks at that type of stuff. Um, so it's not projecting – um, yards the same for, you know, a traditional running back than it is for a guy like Jaden Reed. Um, it makes all those kind of adjustments. Um, so yeah, like Reed should theoretically be getting more yards on his carries than, you know, than normal rusher will. Talking about Debo Samuel, we got the 49ers, 38, 30 and a half implied total on the road. They're a road favorite against Arizona. So, I mean, it's, this is not bad. Like there's not a dome game, but I mean, it's, it's out. It's it's Arizona. Uh, tell me the reason why I shouldn't play at least one uh, 49er in every lineup, because it seems like someone gets like the 49ers will score at least four touchdowns and someone will pay off their price tag. And it's possible two of them do. And it doesn't matter what their cost is. And with all these low totals, getting 25 points to 30 points from two of these guys is just so much more valuable. and. I mean, I'm 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 making the, the the bull case, but let's say Eli Mitchell is actually back. How much does that affect Christian McCaffrey? A little bit, not a ton. I mean, this this team projects by far on the team level like way better than anybody else this week. Uh, and like you said, a couple people are probably going to go off. Like, I don't have a problem if you're you have a rule where you're having at least one one niner in every lineup. Um, and it is, I mean, it's Arizona, but that is basically a dome. They never open the roof there. 
Dallas Buffalo, the best real game on the slate, but it's also expensive. Yeah. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, 9,200. We got Stefan Diggs, 8,400. Obviously, the quarterbacks are fairly expensive. Uh, is are we are we playing Tony Pollard at sixty seven hundred? Is this is it, how how do you not project Tony Pollard decently in this in this environment? And then on the Buffalo side, what do you do on their side? Because like James Cook is now getting like a decent target share out of the backfield. They're throwing to other. They're throwing to multiple tight ends now. Like like. Diggs used to be a target monster. And I just, I, Buffalo is one of those teams where maybe similar to, they're similar to the Chiefs where they have a lot of options, but at least the Chiefs have like one or two main guys. Like, it's like, I'm not probably not playing the 3K guys, even though they could spread the ball around. But all these Buffalo guys, I mean, playing Gabe Davis is like, yeah, sure, he can score 30 points, he can score three points. He can get two targets, he can get eight targets. Yeah, who knows? So tell me a little bit about what, what you're looking at in, in this game, because from a real life perspective, this game probably scores the most points, like in, in of real points that you, you know, the game goes over 50 and a half. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I see it similarly to you where as, as many points as are projected to be scored here, like it doesn't project all that well, especially considering <clears throat> the price of everything. Um, Blender disappeared. I don't know where he went. Um, but yeah, like this is a game where they're going to spread the ball around a little bit. It's expensive. I don't really see how, uh, I mean, especially if it's going to be popular. Outside of Pollard, I don't see a whole lot in this game that I'm really thrilled about playing. Um, if somehow it winds up going under the radar, if this is kind of, you know, the read that every analyst gives this week and then people kind of come off it, then, then yeah, maybe you wind up you know, spending up, you know, spending up to be different um, and you stack it a little bit. But uh, for me, I don't know. I, I'd much rather, if I'm spending up on something, I'd much rather spend up on San Francisco stuff than I would on Buffalo stuff. Um, okay, I'll come back. I'm having a little bit of technical, technical problems. So probably look, wrap it up. We'll wrap it up a little right now. So, uh, so Cardi, the Blitz, where can people get it? They could use it for props. They could use it for DFS. They could use it to aggregate, right? You could use that in lineup HQ if you want to, you know, compare. In general, I just want to make it clear that because people ask, well, is the Blitz projections better than the Roto Grinders projections? And my my response is always, are the projections better than what you can do? So you like, you need a projection set to play DFS. I mean, no matter we're, what, twenty twenty three, no matter what your projections in comparison to roto grinders are a little bit you, you add a lot more variables right i think roto grinders have very good base projections and directionally they will almost always be similar to the blitz i mean like like you you will have more your projections will have a little bit more more takes in them like we make fun of like oh it's a dome game oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh the weather is bad you know like like those types of variables, you're typically you project much stronger than anyone else in the industry. So, yep. like, I consider your projections to be like higher variance versions of the Roto Grinders projections, where if you're right, you win a GPP. While, well, and you have to be comfortable going, 
you want to play this guy in your cash lineup that's only going to be 4% owned? <laughs> the Blitz says that you should, but understand this may be higher variance because, yes, the mean, the mean is this, but the range of outcomes may be much wider. So that's how I always view the Blitz as like kind of a wider range of outcome. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it makes sense because I think, like you said, the Blitz is taking into account more things then not just roto grinders but any projection system in the industry is taking into account you know if everyone else is kind of looking at these things and the blitz is looking at these things the blitz is going to be more different um which is ultimately a good thing right so feel free to use the blitz projections feel free to use the roto grinders projections you there's only a couple of weeks left in the season is there like a is there like a prorated version to, to upgrade or you just say screw it if you haven't gotten it by now <laughs> you're, you're, you're uh, we, we reduced the price for the season long um <clears throat> halfway through i believe um but there is a your best bet might be doing a monthly or you can do a yearly where you pay the normal price and you get it for a year not just like the rest of this season like you get it if you bought it today you get it until december 13th 2024 and you lock in at that price so if the price goes up next year for normal you know for everyone else you lock in at the price you're at right now so that that's right. really and it, should, and, it, and it should go up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that it will go up, but but you know that we're going to do a show a week before the NFL season, where I'm trying to convince you to raise the price of the blitz. So I don't every know every year, every <laughs> year. So but you know I don't you never know what year that I'll be finally able to convince you to double the price of it. So locking it in right now may actually <laughs> may actually be the best bet. That that's the best sales pitch I could give. Of like you know why should I pay for the whole year? What, you never know when I'm going to be persuasive and Cardi's next thing you know, price tag $4,500 for the season. You're like, whoa, what you happened there? Head every year about it. And I'm like, ah, he's probably right. Like we know it's worth more than it costs, but like, is it worth it to really give it that big boost this year? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I always think the bat should have a big, because you, you have to think for NFL, right? You got 18, main slates right 18 weeks you got thanksgiving you got showdown stuff so like in total if you were to use it like every week even for the island showdown slates we're talking about what less than 100 total yeah, slates all around there yeah and then baseball you that's like 200 slates yeah. right you're doing that every day it's like so like to me i view like the bat lock in your price for the bat i'm gonna persuade you to guardy to <laughs> I'm going to persuade you to raise the price of the back, if anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's too cheap. It is. I realize it. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, the showdown slate Thursday night football. Friday, Kyle Murray will be on GPP strategy for NFL uh, main slate. We got tons of stuff this week. I'll be on MMA crunch time on, on Saturday also. We got a UFC uh, pay-per-view card. We got a big NBA slate tonight. Tune into Grinders Live and Crunch Time later today. Swolecast, right? The the real first look. We're technically the first first look here on. No, I think Food for Thought is actually the first. Swolecast is the first first look show of the week, which is obviously not. But you can tune into that on their channel. Uh, and and Cardi, you also you have the the Blitz show on Saturdays. Yeah, well. Saturday. that's only for Roto Grinders premium members. Yeah, if you have Roto-Grinders Premium or if you have the Blitz, you can watch the Blitz show, but it's not not free. It's not that that you so that you have no problem charging. Well, 
it's part of the package. <laughs> right. Part of the package. Right. And the Blitz channel in the Discord. Yeah. Yep. Right. Full access to me. Anytime you have a question, I'm always happy to answer them. You know, I hang out in there and talk to talk to the regular users. It's uh it's a great resource. So check that out. Click the like button on your way out the door. Hit that thummy thumb. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when I go live. Every morning, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern. Talking about all things you're thinking about in Daily Fantasy. Props and pick them on Roto Grinders today. <laughs>